welcome to the Dividend Talk Podcast, episode 110, The Power of Compounding. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Dividend Talk. Today, European DJI will talk about a lot of CEOs, we'll talk about 3M, and also the power of compounding. See you on the inside. Yo, 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 European DJI, how are you today? <laughs> After such an intro, you're setting the scene. Uh, a lot of high expectations about CEOs, but uh, no, I'm doing well. I'm a bit tired after a whole week of work. I think uh, the weather is not helping. It's like 30 degrees here, a lot of humidity. It's like, I feel just like also during the day, I'm just sweating my ass off. So I hope that this uh, heat wave quickly uh, passes over. I could do with some Irish weather here. It would be good for the garden, to be honest. Uh, we want to see everything compound, right? Also, our plants and trees. So, tell me, how are you doing? Good. I, I tried to bring a little bit of energy because I think before the show, we're both a little bit, I would say, a little bit more down than usual. Um, I, I I know I spoke to you. I started this new shift pattern for three months where I'm working nights for the first time in my life. Uh, I just finished this morning at 7 a.m., so I'm a little bit a little bit tired trying to get used to it, but it's it's only a short term short-term thing just to help help the company out but uh let's let's try bring bring some energy so i, I did uh, mention we, we, i did mention ceos so we have we do have a couple that, we, that we're going to talk about today yeah definitely but we keep on grinding grinding right this is our um escape from uh from marriage and everything this podcast so uh let's make sure that uh do a good one today yeah, and it's, it's it's a good reminder too of why I don't want to work in 10, 15 years time. Oh, because <laughs> I could I honestly could not do this for for that long. Really good. Exactly, exactly. No, but tell me about CEOs. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you you mentioned something about Fresenius, yeah, our health our hospital provider, let's say, um, that I dumped just before the summer. I threw them out of my portfolio. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think I got rid of them as well. I had a small, small few shares. It, they've been horrendous. There's no, no doubt in that. But the CEO is now stepping down. Stephen Strom. He's going to quit. Um, he's going to be replaced by the head of the drugs unit, which I think is for seniors, Cowboy or Cowboy, if I if I remember correctly. Um, so the guy, is, uh, what's his name, Michael Sen is going to fill in there from which is quite interesting yeah. i i think it's much needed for seniors there, there wasn't a lot a lot of news there wasn't a lot pumping out from them the ceo seemed kind of dead uh, listening to some of the calls you don't get much enthusiasm from him there was no real sense of purpose so i think a change is probably best for, for yeah. all parties have you seen the the stock charts the last time they were trading at 25 euros they are now trading 24.62 right yeah was in i'm checking now at the start of 2012 the end of 2011. Wow. and and how long is this guy in seat also for something like yeah, since 2000s uh, he's been 
finance chief since 2000 and notice uh, yeah 2005 and ceo since 2016. 2016. Yeah. <laughs> that was around all-time high yeah he's <laughs> that was 66 euros he's literally dumped <laughs> he's literally dumped the whole company down like wow you know he could i oh, mean on this farewell party they can just give him the share price uh from start to now you, then he lost like 60 70 percent of share <laughs> price <laughs> but, failure <laughs> but, uh, but but i i think i read that he's leaving on a good note and i'm like are you kidding me <laughs> yeah a good note the kick in the ass yeah yeah instead of like beaten down totally yeah no i mean Look, we don't care so much about the share price, right? Uh, the dividends have been growing actually quite well. So he has been rewarding dividend investors really well. Yeah. I, I, I sold it because for me, there was like, I, I didn't have conviction about the stock, right? It was nothing just like, like every time there was news, it was like news that I felt like, or there was nothing, nothing interesting yeah. there. It was, it was on the, on the negative side, not on the positive side. And and that that was the whole issue for me with for seniors i didn't see a growth catalyst anymore and and you know when i was analyzing it initially I, you know that's a bit as a blogger you 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 often fall in love with stocks that you're analyzing and you you, you look at with it with pink glasses at it more sometimes yeah specifically yeah. if you don't know the company it feels like you discovered something and that was i think the case for me for seniors i i, I bought then a small initiating position and i often do that to really then get to know the stock to prevent me from doubling down too much in the beginning yeah, and then after a year for like why do i have it in my portfolio actually but they have some good promise don't they that they cover a wide range in, mm. in the medical division i mean so there's, there's definitely promise there with, within the four yeah. divisions it's just they're like, biosimilars they're biosimilars is something that um yeah I, I I I'm I'm a bit bullish on, but then they I believe manufacture it with a Spanish company, and when I analyze the Spanish company, I mean even the website was outdated. Uh, yeah, and that, that also then doesn't give any any good feeling. But you know, price PE ratio of eight at the moment. If I look quickly up on Google, a dividend yield of three point seventy five percent. If it comes a CEO uh, in that can give a bit swung back there, then uh, who knows, right? I don't think it'll take much to turn these guys around. I mean, a little bit of good news and somebody with a little bit of enthusiasm might be able to push push. And I mean, for the guy coming in, um, it's probably a good time. She shares are as low as, as you said, back as 2012. There's not a whole lot much further that it should fall. Obviously, it could go to zero, but yeah. in, in real terms, I wouldn't expect to see it go past maybe $20. And and the only yeah. way for, only way from it should be should be up. But I, I I'd be curious to see what what his plans are, what what he wants to do, and, and so on. So yeah, it sounds a little bit sounds a little bit a nice talk for the wheel strategy for you. Yeah, so so I have been I have been doing that. So I sold them at uh, my chart. I've sold them at thirty euro, and yeah. I've been putting in puts in around twenty five 24 and I, keep, I haven't got a sign yet and i keep going down as the price goes down yeah i get a sign and you're I'm all over aver i'm averaging down so i have i do i think i have one in at the moment for them 22 23 dollars so yeah. euro okay well you know to for seniors really an iconic company and we're talking here about for seniors not for seniors medical care right um ticker symbol fre uh that i believe this lady that that this german lady that 
was the entrepreneur behind Fresenius. I mean, she's an iconic lady, and, and it's really worth reading about the history of this company. And uh, yeah, it's going through some bad times over the last five years because uh, yeah, the stock went down in the last five years with 50%. And I hope that this new person, income person, can turn it around a bit then, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I deserves it. I, I know a lot of our community still have uh, shares in this company, so I hope hope for their sake that mm -hmm. he does turn around. But I, I look, I, I honestly think, I honestly think he will. I don't think, it, as I said, I don't think it will take too much. But yeah, it, it needs to do something. Just, exactly, just something. exactly. Now, and where they also did something then is, of course, Royal Dutch Philips. They kicked out the CEO Fritz van Houten. It made my day, honestly. <laughs> I also uh, Philips. I sold right. Uh, I also thought, like, okay, they're not able to deal with this. Um, I, I hate this American word, respironics or respironics. You know, probably better um the, from the breathing uh oh, respir respiratory yeah that that those devices and um uh yeah so they they kicked him out not for that reason uh, there's always a lot of blah 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 of course you know you you want to respect people it's it's a decent company with manners yeah so they let him walk out via the front door he yeah i must i must actually appraise him for all all because what what he really did well was turning this company around and making it uh, a healthcare uh, medtech company pure play i think he really did that well um but he was just not able to manage that part of the company very well and he's not a crisis manager now my issue now um that they have is they have now promoted roy jacobs who is actually you know on point to also solve this issue yeah, and and we know that this 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 device callback and such is just one big fiasco. Uh, like it, it is like, it, it really feels like a, a bunch of 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 sorry students would even be disrespectful because students would do probably better. Yeah. Um, it's just one big fiasco, and 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 then promoting the person that's really having its hand in it sounds a bit awkward to me even if this person is the golden boy right Let, let's assume that the whole cosmetics are against him already at least at least for me because you know why didn't he fix it what what confidence should i have that he then will now turn it around yeah it's 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 a tough one it's another company trading at 2013 level so potentially grossly undervalued but there's a lot of a lot of work there to get i think there's a lot more work with phillips to get it back on track than there is with with Fresenius. Yeah. so I, I don't envy I don't envy Roy Jacobs going going into this position. I mean, he has a, a really tough task here to, to try and turn that around. Yeah. And how 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 are they going to deal? How? But the first thing is how is he going to deal with it? Yeah, a PE ratio of five point seven. Wow, I mean, if you had seen a PE ratio of five point seven on Phillips six years ago, you would load up the truck. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly, exactly. I mean, eighteen euro fifty. I mean, I, I have already enough broken companies uh, as turnaround place, like uh, I said, like Bayer and, and Intel in my portfolio. So I, I can't have another kind of what, risky company here. What would you like to see from them, like to give you some optimism? I hope to to consider. Um, to put them I, what what I would like to see within uh, the upcoming four weeks, and after that, I will probably buy. 
that they spin off the this this device uh, litigation into a uh, chapter 11 in america <laughs> <laughs> if they do that uh, i i could i could get back there yeah. yeah but until then no yeah. and that also shows me that this guy has a plan and 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 want to want to do it like that but you know they are now replacing all divide they're repairing it right so i don't know if it's easy to put this all in chapter 11 because in the case of 3m they just they just got rid of the earplug bus business with that effectively almost right so yeah yeah it's it's a, it's a strange one I, I can't see him doing that i can't see him spinning off um if they're if they're going to try and fix it i don't know we, we could be looking at another intel here maybe another yeah another. and another the, trap yeah and there was a report out there um i don't have the figures uh, in front of me but there was something written that i believe last year and i'm doing really now by head twenty-one thousand claims and this year this year forty-one thousand claims and and the question is how are the double claims in it how much has been already accounted for but you know honestly i think they will still need to Put in the numbers some additional reservations there they continue they continue to do that they kind of say like this is probably it but i think there will still come more there yeah. they, they are not used to dealing with american society and american court system with juries i mean they're screwed they're really screwed they really needed an american ceo in there so somebody yeah. so somebody somebody with knowledge of, of that area it looks like they've i, I don't know I don't know where where Rai is from, but I'm guessing by the name he's European or maybe Dutch. Yeah, he's he's, he's Dutch. He's he's a golden boy, internal uh, yeah. homegrown, and in, in, in Philips climbed the ladders as corporate as it get. Now they, they need a crisis manager. You know what you can also do is like Howard Schultz with uh, uh, Starbucks. Yeah, you know, he just comes back for for half a year a year. To, uh, effectively, they kick Kevin Johnson out uh, because he was uh, focusing too much on buybacks and not innovating the company. So Howard comes in, uh, stops the buybacks, um, starts increasing the salaries of the the baristas. Yeah, so that's employees first a little bit again. Um, deals with the um, I said straight deals with the unions. Yeah. Uh, not in the, not in an elegant way let's say but uh, from a shareholder point of view probably in a good way and um yeah brings in a new vision and uh, uh then they can select a new ceo again and that's what philips needs just bring in the crisis manager with one task fix this shit and um, uh, find the proper successor then and maybe then this this roy uh new one he could have been that year like the the the, the right hand and just observe and learn how you deal with a crisis yeah i agree uh, you mentioned then 3m in, the, in within that they got some good news I, I believe didn't they with their with their bankruptcy filing i think they are allowed to proceed with this now yeah yeah well at least the veterans in america they uh, of course appeal to this right they are they, they are fighting this because they know they just get less money then right because there's certain uh, uh, uh money in this company there to deal with the litigations and yeah. No, when it's empty, it's, it's empty, it's gone. And so they try to go to court um, uh, to ask if they can stop the bankruptcy filing. But the judge said, like, no, uh, the, the bankruptcy judge needs to judge this. And 3M has the right, effectively, to file for bankruptcy. So this is good. 
so uh, it brings us a step closer again to the Johnson Johnson uh, situation and I think there's good news for 3M shareholders I mean they have also still this other litigation uh, uh, pending there so it's a lot of lot of trouble there of course in, at 3M but this is good news and you know we need these little bits of news of course and uh, you know it's all the time when I hear myself speaking it sounds also so cruel right it sounds so cruel that there are people there that are deaf or half deaf or ear issues and I can't even imagine if it would be myself right but on the other hand if I would have ear issues I don't need 50 or 100 million uh, for that honestly you know yeah. it's it's a bit crazy uh, maybe it's that's that, that maybe that's so American but I, I don't need 50 or 100 million I could do with 5 million yeah, yeah. I, I could retire straight away but, uh, even if they give me half a million I could probably go for early retirement I, I mean it a lot of that depends on, on lots of stuff who be your family who you want to look after yeah. these are veterans so presumably they're going to pass on a lot of their wealth yeah, we, we do mm -hmm. know like some of the veterans struggle after coming out of the army and, and yeah. struggle to get jobs and struggle financially so Maybe to just trying to, to grab a piece of the pie, and you you kind of read my mind. I was I was just going to say when you were saying this is good news. I was going to say it kind of sets a dangerous precedent as well that companies can do whatever the beep <laughs> they want yeah. and and get away with it. So in theory, they can do whatever they want, and then spin off and bankrupt. So it does set it does set it. And and, and they can and they are doing and specifically in America. Uh, I mentioned also on the uh, interview that I had with uh, Depa Dividends with Russ uh, last week. Like American system in American for me in the American system, they uh, uh, value companies over people. And I yeah. think in Europe we value people over companies. That's the big difference. Yeah, and that's that's quite clear. But from a shareholder point of view and we probably have to stress that a yeah. little bit. From, from a shareholder point of view it is good news that that this is happening and uh, they, they're using the options that are available yeah and, and that's that that's that's how i look at it and they're capital allocators they're not breaking any law i mean it's it's after going through a court system and now it's gone to the bankruptcy judge so they're not actually breaking any law they're doing everything within yeah. the, the the realms of what they can legally um so no, but if you look at it, I've got much more issues with Dieselgate. What has happened with Dieselgate with Volkswagen? I haven't heard anything. Uh, from, yeah, yeah, but from a Europe, also from a European point of view. Yeah, uh, Germany is just too much invested in the car industry. So that's why I believe there was never really a tough case towards Volkswagen. They kind of got quite easily away with it. Scandal sweep, after scandal, sweep it under the carpet. But money talks, money, money talks, and yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. The, the more you have, the more you can you can sweep under the carpet. But three M are looking are looking good. Um, I I remember I told you I sold my share, so I did sell, I did sell options on them recently, and then they had that sharp rise in price, so I, I sold mm. for profit. I think I made seventy five percent profit in four nice. days i got wow. in just just in time but uh, they look like they're going to dip again so I, I, i'll start selling options in them again I, if i yeah. own these guys for one 122 123 i'd be delighted mm -hmm. nice nice yeah I, I kept holding them i think they can deal with it but i don't expect dividend growth really uh you know one cent two cents maybe next time again so but it, it, don't expect too much dividend growth at the moment but um i'm, I'm all i'm neither selling them yeah so um, yeah let's go on because we still have 
few news items because General Motors is starting to pay a dividend. Whoa, what are your thoughts about that one then? Uh, it was really unexpected, wasn't it? They have reinstated the quarterly dividend, I think is at nine cents per share, which is a big drop from what, what they had, uh, nearly 75, 76% reduction. So I'm sure if you are a shareholder hoping they would they would give it back you're not sitting too happy but they do have a buyback program of five billion as well so it's a little bit of good news but not not great either for for shareholders so so i owned some general motors yes, like five years ago or something like that so four years ago and they were then trading around 30 dollars to 35 dollars to 40 dollars and at the time already they were paying Good dividends, of course, a low uh, PE ratio. But this lady, the CEO, she was then really strongly buying back shares. And I haven't checked lately, but this company must have really, really reduced the shares significantly over the years um, because they had a lot of major cash flow coming in. And of course, it all all dipped then with the um, with the pandemic. Yeah, but if you then also saw the pandemic uh, time, the, the the stock dipped to twenty dollars and then grow that that year to sixty three dollars. So it's now around forty dollars again. Look, for me, uh, people always talk about um, let's say oil companies. You need to buy them uh, at the dip of a cycle. You could argue the same for car companies, but the main difference between oil companies and car companies is that with oil companies, the dividends way more safe than with car companies. And I think it has to do with the margins uh, yeah. in, in the business uh, line. I mean, I, I don't keep up to date with, with General Motors, but are they pushing towards electric as well? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Quite, 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 quite well, I would say um with the vault i believe and then also the new lineups yeah no they're doing quite well i think they will be a serious competitor generally in the market so i'm i'm not i'm not afraid of them uh, the yeah. ceo is really in my opinion uh she, she gets this stuff yeah uh, from what i always read in the news she really gets it she's not she's not crazy it, it is kind of a weird time though to to reinstate the dividend given the threat of we have a recession in inflation's at an all-time high which means that there's a lot less discretionary income coming in which mm. means usually the sale of new cars usually drop around that time um so to me it seems a bit strange considering if they do hit more tailwinds are they going to cut it and get rid of it again and that that won't look too good on the company either it's it'll kind of make this decision look a little bit rash and silly yeah yeah <laughs> Look, I believe was it not in two thousand eight when they were effectively bankrupt? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the company is so much more better positioned nowadays. Um, but it's just a you just cannot trust on the dividends with uh, General Motors, neither with Ford. These are car companies. When there's a recession, effectively there, effectively their cash flow evap evaporates. Yeah, and then they are forced to uh, cut the dividends uh, either with wide margin or with sl uh, small margin. But it's just not safe with such companies and. Yeah, that's why I'm staying away from it. But uh, I found very interesting news that they were, um, I said, yeah, back again with the dividends. Interesting, but strange, uh, strange timing on my behalf. I, I certainly probably would have held out if I was, if I was the woman in charge. Yeah, true, true. Hey, next then one, um, earnings. What about that one? Yeah, some of the cons big consumer staples over in the US reported Walmart and, and Target 
I mean, look, Target, I don't think there's any any great surprises there. Share price took a little bit of a drop again. Sales grew, which was which is good. But of course they had a huge inventory, didn't they? Which which we knew from the last quarter. So they were selling selling off items at like discount prices, which for consumers, especially in, in this kind of market, was is great. But I mean the cost of sales went up nearly three billion. I mean, that's got yeah. a hold, which which that's had a, which had a exactly had a negative impact on operating income. And then earnings per share dropped nearly three, three twenty, three or thereabouts. So I don't think it's any any surprises that their share prices drop. But look, we can see inflation. We can see we can see them getting rid of huge inventory slash prices. But they've maintained their outlook. I don't think it's too bad. I think I think now they're kind of at the I would say the bottom, and we might see it flatten out maybe over the next two quarters. And who knows what what will come in terms of recession? But to me. They they look they they look near the yeah. bottom and look promising to me. Yeah, and of course they also did a big dividend hike, right? I believe they paid paid last year ninety cents, now one dollar eight cents. Yeah, I mean, I I really really uh, actually honestly I really like Target. I still regret that I didn't buy Target in the sixties or, or in the seventies. When was it? When Amazon uh, uh, was was going to bankrupt all the. All, all these stores yeah. they did the remodeling and i thought they wouldn't be able to pull it off but they did and i i really was too greedy there but that's for me so difficult because i hardly ever went to a target maybe once or twice in my life so i don't really have enough feeling with the brand right that's why i'm also way more invested in ahold but target if it comes for me attractive again uh, looking also at the yield i might really consider it it's a company that also the video from ian lopbook's wife on this one right on youtube uh, she 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 bought me with with her story about how how women look at target uh here right so she really bought me with this company and she was a really big fan of it and when i heard her talking i felt like this is a consumer review yeah and um uh yeah so at the right price i would like to to own some of this it, it's it's funny when i hear you say that you, you can't resonate with this company because i'm i'm quite similar but my niece she's six years of age now and she has been obsessed with target for the last three four years obviously through youtube and what she's watching on tv it's all americanized isn't it so we're yeah. getting more and more americanized but she was obsessed with target and, and so much so we got a target t-shirt um, my sister <laughs> lives in new york so i got one sent over and so much excite excitement on her face but i mean i just thought it's crazy that someone on the other side of the world is getting excited about target but i mean it's just been fed into the kids from a, a younger age so maybe they from what they watch and what they see will resonate mm -hmm. more, more and more with, with companies like like this i mean the yeah. world is getting smaller isn't it it is getting really small um and last time i checked it was still uh, <laughs> I knew. 40 40 000 kilometers <laughs> i should have expected that answer <laughs> and what about walmart so what are, what are your takes on walmart yeah so, so walmart effectively um i mean everything declined yeah so okay net sales let's say grew but earnings and everything declined i think something around what was it nine or ten percent even um but you know the, the the stock price did well why did it well 
because they are guiding less decline so they were uh, for the next quarter, for instance, they were, um, how is it, predicting a decline of 9 to 11 percent. Yeah. Yeah. And where the consensus was 11. And uh, sorry, where the consensus was 11, they are now thinking about 9 to 11 percent. So uh, this is just like looking good for investors. That's why the stock quite well responded to it. But you know, these, these companies are being butchered at the moment with inflation. It, it's so hard for them. And they're not really able to pass it on uh, as, as i have a feeling i also and it was really good comment what someone made uh on, on social media that they have a lot of apparel items and such like non-food items that they depend yeah. on yeah and, and there's a lot of inventory there they need to they need to sell probably at discounts uh, and such so they hardly make profit on that yeah so that that's the problem of these these, these stores in america and um yeah if you then compare to Ahold, Ahold was just rocking it right and and that's the big difference i think between these companies right now uh walmart for me is so far from being attractive uh also yeah. looking at their yield that i don't even consider e even close investing in it but you know if walmart would ever be at a three percent you know they traded there also like four five or five six years ago so who knows I mean, for me, you know, I'm a big fan of consumer staples. I like them. Yeah. Cash flows are predictable. Uh, dividend growth is therefore also quite predictable. Um, some of these companies, they have still growth in them, yeah, in, in whatever shape or format it also is. So I, I, I love owning consumer staples like these, really, but at the right price. Consumer staples, I mean, there's no, there's no. There's no real brain needed to, to understand that you need them no matter what the conditions are. You, exactly. You need, you need shopping. So I mean, they're they're always a safe a safe or bet. Um, yeah. What I, what I'm quite surprised actually, we have Walmart International, which net sales of twenty four billion. I I don't recall of a presence they have in Europe. Uh, I know it mentions here Mexico, Canada, and China are the largest, but I don't know if there's a Walmart in China or in Europe. I've never seen one, and I thought there was none. Yeah. yeah. But they, they, I, I'm sure they must. They must have. If they have an international market, surely they have something, something in Europe. Yeah, but international for them can also mean Hawaii, <laughs> <laughs> which I believe is officially a state. Uh, so maybe Puerto Rico. Yeah, Puerto Rico. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Interesting. No, that that it's good. Consumer staples. I mean, I don't think there's any great surprises in any of these two companies. I think. Uh, we could have predicted that long long ago um for me probably wait until the end of the year before looking but i might start setting options on target target are starting to look a little bit attractive but mm. I, st I still think they might uh, drop every time there's earnings next quarter and the quarter yeah. after and then we might start to see it well you know if if i need to believe uh graham stefan and and how is it the other one uh, from as a new money or something like that on youtube uh, they have like a million followers on accounts within 30 days china will collapse because of the real estate bubble so we will all go to shit. world will world will go to hell so i think you get ample opportunities uh from the 20th of september to double down on target and walmart i mean what a shit on the uh, i mean they, they suddenly discovered all that um i said china's going down with the real estate bubble i mean this was in news a year ago but suddenly became a hype fear-mongering i mean for me this really needs that this needs to stop i mean 
come on guys uh, we're talking here about someone that lives in texas right uh, drinks iced coffee and then suddenly it becomes an economist on the china situation i mean <laughs> fuck off i mean we're, we're all like that a little bit i mean everybody yeah okay but this, 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 this you know at a certain moment you also need to look at yourself and think like okay hmm what do yeah. i what do i really know about this the answer yeah, exactly. the answer is probably not a whole lot buddy yeah, yeah uh, exactly i mean uh and i let's say like that i think we take ourselves a little bit with a grain of salt and i think people can also sense that when they hear us yeah yeah anyway Fucking hell. Before, before before you get carried away let's let's talk about the power of compounding i mean we had this wonderful person albert einstein compare it to the wonders of the world i think he called it the eighth wonder of the world what yeah it seems about? to be not true right that he actually called it like this it seems to have just grown into society that einstein said something like that but there's <laughs> no there's no recording or evidence from it as far as i know but it sounds nice so i agree with you it isn't uh, it, it is really a world wonder it should be on the unesco list <laughs> so but look uh, why, why we also wanted to talk a little bit about this right because in the end we, we talk a lot about stock market just right for the first long part of this podcast but the, in the end really the only thing that matters to me is my dividend growing year over year right i want my uh, dividend income to beat uh, yeah to beat inflation effectively this year let's say i'll take a pass on this on on, on that one but generally this is what we want yeah that, that because we we don't want to lose earnings power in retirement and you know which which strategy has this maybe real estate investing if you, if you set your contracts up well so that you yeah. get the escalators in there but otherwise the four percent real rule doesn't do it for you as an example so for me this is really beauty and then when we talk about compounding there are a few aspects for me right when i talk about compounding compounding is also earnings compounding where the company just grows and therefore the share price goes up or the earnings go up the free cash flow goes up and and that's also for me compounding and more also from a total return but when people um often what people often forget about compounding is the reinvesting because you see these calculators online where they say like, okay, if you invest on it, uh, $100 today and then it, it makes in uh, 10% annually, you will have this. But if you start thinking about dividend and re reinvesting at the same time, you know, that, that it's like, for me, that's like compounding on steroids. And, and I think that's also what we can see in our own numbers, right? And specifically also with the cash that we throw at that uh, behind it. So for me, um, uh, I felt like uh, when we were thinking about the topic of the show for today, we don't sometimes speak enough about the basics because we feel like we have discussed this already so often. But for me, I think we should remind ourselves almost every show about this because this is really, really the heart of dividend investing. It's the compounding behind it. So I'm also really curious, like, how have you experienced compounding so far on your journey? Yeah, I mean, we, we we talk of dividend investing, don't we, as slow and steady. I, I don't think anybody mm -hmm. expects to get into to dividend growth investing and get rich overnight, unless you're going in with a shit ton of money to begin with. I think I think most people in our community are probably investing monthly, yearly, with with relatively small cash in, in the grand in the grand yeah. scheme of things. So in order for that to grow, we need returns, but we also need this magical power of of compounding to to help us. I mean, for me, it's it's incredible to see the growth that, that I had in, in four years. But even without looking at my portfolio, I think I seen on Twitter today, 
there's a Canadian investor. Is it Toucan or Toucan or something yeah. investing? And he shows his. I think he's going to earn something like something ridiculous, like thirty thousand in a way <laughs> this year. And he started off with with two or three hundred, and that's over a span of maybe 12, 15 years. That that yeah. really that really shows it compounding at at its best over a long time period. Because I think with compounding, time is is important. Time is of essence. Yeah, and it's always in the till. Yeah, yeah. Where, where it gets, and the till is always your last year until you die. Yeah, and they say they say Warren Buffett was ninety ninety five percent of his wealth was generated after he's sixty five or something ridiculous. Yeah, in the last decade. Probably. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. but that that just shows shows the power of it. But if I just if I just look at it overall, like it's twenty twenty two, my dividends already is thirty four euro off what I earned in the whole of two thousand and twenty one. Yeah. Some of that is obviously naturally from investing because I invest every month. But I do have a period, um, I do have a portion of that, I mean, that that is just natural growth rate. Now, my target is around 5-6%. I'd like it to be as high, as high as possible, obviously. Currently, it's around 4.5%, um, which is not too bad. So that's my dividend growth rate from natural without me putting in any more money that's that's much it is and i have a 4.5 percent average portfolio yield so i reckon on those numbers i reckon in maybe nine years i will probably reach my financial freedom goal wow that, but that's awesome that's mm. that's i mean wow like I, I, yeah. the, the only the only thing and i know we have a question on this layers i i haven't adjusted it for inflation yet um, I mean, we're only just in this. I'll probably wait till the end of the year, reassess, maybe set out my goals again, and, and, and maybe add yeah. to it. But, but before inflation, from what my goals were, what I'm spending, and to be honest, I'm I know inflation has gone up, but I'm spending in and around the same. My, probably discretionary items has come down slightly, but my my bills have gone up in terms of gas and all that but i think overall it's still around the same amount of money going out because i'm saving the same amount of money so that means i'm spending the same so i think even with inflation i think i can i can hack it but we know over time i probably will have to increase my my expectations but yeah. as of now about nine nine years i could be sitting on a beach and not working not working my shift work yeah so you know what for me is really interesting always to think about is that you know my, my portfolio is already uh, uh, six figures, right? Yeah. Um, uh, of course, not on the high end, most still in the in, in kind of let's say the lower percentile. But um, I know already that if I just stay healthy and 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 reach the average age of of population in in Europe, I will be a multimillionaire just from the compounding. It's crazy, isn't it? It's really, really, it's, 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 I mean, if you would have ever asked me, like before I started investing, if I would ever be a millionaire, I would have said, no, it's not, it's, it's not possible. Maybe, maybe if my house one time would get worth so much after 40 years or something like that, but otherwise not possible. And now it's just like, as long as I don't touch my portfolio, stay healthy, no, but no, no sudden, not that I need to withdraw because I know a family member gets handicapped and you need to pay high medical bills. Uh, I will be a multimillionaire, not even one. It will, it will be two or three. Yeah. And, and then I'm not even talking about reinvesting. I mean, that's a, a crazy thought. I think most kids at some point in your life would have thought about being a, a millionaire. 
Like that's yeah, uh, isn't it? It always seems like a pinnacle just to be a millionaire, but to be a multi-millionaire on top of that, just from investing and reinvesting. I suppose the reinvesting is where compounding yeah, really, yeah. really helps you. Yeah. But for that to make you a multi-millionaire is quite something. It's it's crazy, right? Yeah. And um, I don't know if you have the same as well, but <laughs> I'm sometimes saying that to my son, but uh, I'm not sure if he always appreciates that. But you know, sometimes when I buy a, a hamburger or something like that, and some like I don't know thirty zloty, which is relatively pricey one here in Poland, it's like seven half euro. I'm thinking like, okay, you know, the roll of seventy two, let's say at a seven point two percent growth rate, it will ten. 10 years so you know and then you end up thinking like oh man in 40 years from now this 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 burger would have probably cost 100 euro or something like that and then i tell my wife you know that i'm now eating a hamburger of 100 euro and she looks at me and she thinks like what 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 the fuck are you talking about but i really regularly think like this when i'm buying items and it's not it's not always a, a nice because you end up thinking like i'm not going these to buy these shoes for thousand euro no way i don't need them i can uh i, I will just pitch the hole uh, in there and uh, i can do another season with them I'm <laughs> I, I don't think i'm as bad with small ticket items like hamburgers but certainly with with trainers or something as big as a car i remember looking at yeah. a car and we had a choice be going between the 2016 and 2018 and the difference is like about seven or eight thousand and in my head i'm like oh no i'll go i'll drive 2016 i'll save my eight thousand i don't care that could be that could be worth 40 fifty thousand in 10 years time and yeah. i'm not doing it and i i one time calculated for my son he wants an iphone iphone 13 and i i i gave him the price of what it is today but in zlotis right polish zlotis and then i said okay let's assume that this that you would have invested and let's let it grow 10 percent annually i said you know that by the age of 65 just from that money alone you could be a millionaire in slotties and he was looking at me i said oh i can be a millionaire i said yeah but then you won't get an iphone for your birthday and i said no, no, no i want the iphone <laughs> i felt like damn he's not he's not my son <laughs> there was a great experiment for kids wasn't it with sweets they yeah. put them into a room and they put one sweet in front of them and they say yeah. if you don't touch that you can have as many sweets as you want or something yeah. and then they, and then they leave the room it's just funny watching the kids they, they're looking around boom <laughs> go straight yeah, into my son mouth. wouldn't eat a sweet but when it comes to technology an iphone or something like that no way yeah. i, I can't blame him i can't blame him but he, one day i will uh, force him to understand this he's too, too young to have any mass on money but at, True. At, at the moment let him let him enjoy it but hey about my my strategy and compounding then maybe also so you know i work with a certain number right yeah. uh, that i need to to have a retirement um a certain income number and when i modeled my strategy i was thinking uh, i was using that number already also as a monthly investment at that time it was approximately uh, let's say 50% of my um, uh, I said of my income uh, I wasn't able to save 50% of my income at the time maybe 20% 25% when I started but nowadays I'm able to save 50% so I'm also able to deploy more than what my strategy uh, than the strategy I calculated I didn't know that my salary would grow faster than my own estimations 
which is of course uh, a nice Good. thing yeah um, and that's also by the way learning when you think about compounding um you can only save us so much right if you are just a high performer at work and that's what i would recommend everyone you, your compounding comes really from there from your incre increased savings rate so i would always invest because some in the beginning especially i had it when i started it's so easy to fall into the trap of starting to daydream about being already retired but you aren't you still have like 10 years so it's really important to continue uh giving yourself this energy this motivation to to excel at work right um you you can't slack there because it in it only imp impacts potentially even negatively your 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 strategy now but um, at the moment i'm at a 50 percent uh, savings rate actually last year or in, during the pandemic i did 66 percent which was uh crazy i think now it will be around 50 percent with the inflation yeah um, my strategy also assumes 3.25% uh, starting yield on cost and then a 6% organic dividend growth going forward. 3.25 um, is an average. It can be sometimes 2.75, yeah. uh, but I also have higher yields that I purchase. Then I assume a 2% annual contribution growth, what I put in, 2% growth from salary hikes and such, but also 2% inflation. So the real growth would be nothing yeah uh, from the point of view um and with that i would i would be within 15 to 16 years in in, in early retirement uh, depending whether you also take tax into account uh, at the moment my projected annual dividend income is 45 percent of my target uh, income that i need so that's approximately where i'm at the journey and i'm i believe half a year behind plan because in, in like few years ago i underinvested, and you see then also the negative impact of compounding so but having said that if you look at it uh, i mean the uh, from an let's say an organic growth last year i did 4.3 percent so you did 5.4.5 percent so you yeah. outperformed me what is important to know here is that if you look at my top five their Shell in there, ExxonMobil in there, those have not been growing their dividends really fast. There was even a dividend cut yeah, mm -hmm. in 2020. Um, but I have also Microsoft, and that's growing, let's say, with 10%. But if you have um, the absolute dividend income, because I have got more high, uh, high yield, low growth, it's hard for, this, for the fast growers to pull up. This will probably come in five to 10 years, you will see that the the I said the low yield high growth will start outpacing some of the others, and then my organic growth should pick up. Um, but I'm really proud with this 4.2%. My average yield of the portfolio at the moment is 3.5%. So I've got a much lower yield uh, than you have right now, and that's because of the inflation in Apple and Microsoft, um, as an example. Yeah. But I've got also some Alibaba and and, and Google and and Meta in my portfolio um but then if you look at just year over year performance i mean my my dividend income i'm now also with the i didn't calculate the omega healthcare and the app fee dividends yet but i believe i'm now in august also already surpassing my dividend income from 2021 so that means i still have what is it four months left yeah. uh, uh for the for the rest to beef this up and I mean, this is of course crazy, right? And I, I do know that some part of this is also with the dollar uh, in there, uh, of a favorable dollar. But look, you know, if, if I look at my numbers, just the year over year differences generally, I mean, 10% in February, let's say, 
43% uh, in March, 46% in April, in May, 104%, and May is my biggest month. So 73% in June, 20.8% in July, which is generally already a low month for me. So, I mean, look, I'm now, what is it? Eight, the eighth year on the journey, and I'm still kicking out these numbers. This is insane. Yeah. And this is just the power of compounding. This is, this is the compounding of uh, salary growth. Yeah. Because 5% salary growth today is much more than I, uh, that I got than 10 years ago. And if almost all of that goes to your savings rate directly, I'm not increasing my savings rate with 5%, but with 8 to 10% straight away. All compounding. This money goes back into the investments. Compounding. The dividends being reinvested. Compounding. I mean, this is it, right? This is really the for me a path to wealth. Yeah. Excel at what you uh, at what you get paid for your 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 income that you really need to put blood, sweat, and tears in. Make sure you're the best in your job that you and and be in a high in a, in a well-paying industry. Be work at a company that has tailwinds, not at a declining business. If you work at IBM today. Okay, maybe the IT part is growing just because of general market trends. But if you work in those declining companies, you will only see cost cutting. It will always be difficult for salary hikes. Take those with tailwinds, you know. Be a be a performer there, a top performer. Work on that part because it's really, I mean, ramen noodles, they don't taste so nice anymore after a year, I can tell you. So, I mean, but this is all compounding for me. It, it's as simple as that. Yeah, and, and and even a better example is it took you, what, nine years to get 45% of your target income. It's going yeah. to take you six years to get the remaining 55. That's, that's what I hope, yeah, exactly. That's what I hope. So, I mean, uh, we, we were, I think we spoke about the other day, but uh, if you're on 20% on uh, coverage and you grow with 10%, you have 22%, right? Yeah. But now at, let's say, 45%, 10% is 50%. So, you know, that, that's two and a half times more, just just potentially organically, right? It's, uh, yeah, it's crazy. crazy. It's crazy. Numbers and maths is good, guys. Numbers and maths is good sometimes. But it's, um for for me, just just looking at where, where you're at in your journey, and I'm, I'm comparing to where I am to where you are at that particular time, and it's not not too far off, which is which is quite encouraging. Seeing, I think you are an extra four, three or four years ahead of me in the journey. So mm -hmm. it's um, it's pretty pretty encouraging and inspiring for me to see what goes. And I think that I think that's the key, isn't it? Sticking at this is is the hardest, but the longer yeah. you stick at it, the more rewards you will get. And I think that's yeah. The, and, and I would say that also we are kind of regular middle class income guys. We are exactly. not people uh, that are being fed with a silver spoon. I, I did got nothing from my parents. If I got something, it was debt. Yeah, everything earned myself just for my job. Um, just a regular middle income uh, job. Uh, not not a lower. I'm not a factory worker, of course. Uh, I work in IT. Still middle income. So I mean. This means just how much people in society can achieve the same. I'm really convinced of this. And most of the Western people in the Western world don't need to be in financial troubles. And it pains me to, to see this. There's this YouTube channel with this guy that is um, um, having conversations with all these folks. And, and I think this one is in Austin. And if you hear it, uh, I mean, how much they are in debt, credit card debt, car loans, all of this shit. And then if you hear what they earn, 
and and they earn more than me sometimes right and then they're like five years out of college of course they have a bit of higher costs on some things but it, it pains me to hear this right it's really a mindset thing really mindset thing i think middle class income people that start on zero when they start working they don't need to be in depth other than when it comes their uh, when it is to their house and then you just look at the interest coverage ratio of your salary it, it, it's funny isn't it middle class spend all our try, time trying to look wealthy to buy new cars new phones top of the range clothes and you have really wealthy people trying all that <laughs> spending all our time trying to look poor so nobody yeah. bothers them it's it's, it's uh, funny. exactly 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 yeah so look for me this is always really inspiring just looking at these numbers i mean i wouldn't say i can jerk off on it but it is like for me watching at the mona lisa <laughs> okay and on that note we'll move on to, to the listeners questions <laughs> good note um and, and one of them actually is is from morris and it's reflected what we're saying so it's how how is inflation impacting your paddy number and your time horizon to get there yeah so so maurice um if, if if you look at it i think it has impacted probably with five to eight percent um, maybe something like that because i'm 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 also having a lot of euro uh, stocks in there so and so then here i'm probably talking more about the currency and when it comes to inflation of not my body number but my target number yes yeah, so my retirement date I probably will need to reevaluate it next year. I'm giving this year a pass because also, for instance, I, I did with 2% inflation and most of the years we didn't have that. So, yeah, and I'm looking at it from a Dutch perspective. In Poland, we had it uh, here, but I already took that into account in my estimation. So I, I give this year a pass, but if it's next year the same, I, I will need to adjust it and I will not yeah. be able to keep it. Probably I need to work a year longer. It's simple like that. Yeah, I have to check what I wrote down. I think I put an inherent two or three percent average inflation yield into my final projected uh, yeah. number. So, I mean, as I said, I, I haven't calculated. I haven't panicked yet at the moment. I expect it to average out over over time. But of course, if we yeah. start to see high inflation for a number of years, then of course that that will. Yeah, then we just work longer. We just work work <laughs> work longer. Yeah, or make more money. Yeah um dividend newbie any thoughts on the 3m exchange offer um well you know i'm a 3m shareholder right not really a thought uh the hero doesn't really inform us about any offers so there's also yeah. nothing to decide about uh but maybe for the listeners that do get these offers so i believe this is because of this what he's referring to is the split of exchange offer for the food safety business um the stockholders are expected to receive about 107.53 dollars of neogen common stock for every hundred dollars of shares of 3m so effectively you get a seven percent seven percent uh hike if you take that offer but really do you want to be in the food business of 3m i find the other part of 3m way more interesting uh, yeah. you get the litigations with it so it's also a bit exciting um but yeah no i i don't know what do you think i mean who's making that decision for us at, at the giro i mean we we don't get notification we can't vote i know you can on interact i think we don't own the shares yeah i think that's the i think that's the problem yeah i'm starting to it, it's in such a clearinghouse or something like that so yeah 
which is which is quite strange. So I, I wonder what they're going to choose. Probably take no action. I I would say so. We'll we'll end up with with the new shares of Spinco. For me, I've no clue. I would. I mean, I can't even be bothered about this honestly because uh, 3M for me is like such a like on the shelf stock. I hardly look at it. Yeah, I'd, pro I'd probably. I'd probably just wait and see if I get a sign of shares or, or wait and see, but <laughs> and probably sell them then at that moment. I think there's yeah. a seven what seven percent discount. See, yeah, we don't know what way the stock market will be by the by the time it happens, but certainly I find the uh, Activision Blizzard um, how is it um, margin that you can get from the Microsoft acquisition way more interesting. Yeah, so I was thinking actually about that. Should I buy some? Uh, Activision Blizzard, so that I get Microsoft shares then in return at the discount. But then I would need to do it when when it's also at a better price, so that you know uh, I get kind of a, a margin of safety on my Microsoft acquisition. So I was yeah. thinking about that because I don't see Activision Blizzard not getting approval from the regulators. I mean, it's been it's been bouncing around the eighty two. It dropped to seventy three at one point, mm -hmm. and it's ba back up in in around the eighty mark. Yeah. What what's the selling at 96? Something like that, yes. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah, it's still quite a nice margin there. Yeah. Um dividend.xe wants to know why we think Medtronic is a quality company. And I think you have an article, you wrote an article on these mm -hmm. guys before. Yeah. Uh so a quality company, not uh, necessarily quality stock, but look, Medtronic is just one of the best medtech companies in the pharma space, right? We we're just talking about Philips. Can you really compare Philips to Medtronic? No, no way. I mean, they invented the pacemaker, as an example. Their company is really, really, um, I, I think, good in this area. It's growing, um, but from where I'm struggling a bit with this company is that their cash flow is not growing as much as I would say, and it's and it always gets a premium for the market that I disagree with. But yeah, Metro Metronic as such, I mean, for me, it's I believe a leader in most of their markets um, here. A strong mode with the with the brand. If you, I mean, would you like uh, a pacemaker from Metronic? Uh, Metronic with forty years or something from a Chinese brand or something like that. Yeah, exactly. You you, you, pick uh, you it put this in your body, right? Yeah, they're they're a good Irish company, or, or they call themselves Irish to <laughs> to avoid tax, which, which is why I love them. <laughs> which is also quality. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so so that's it really. The the history around the pacemaker, the innovation there, and how they build out their business is just astonishing. Market leader for most of for many of their products, uh number one or two position. Um, they just need to manage their cash flow a little bit better. But other than that, yeah, high quality company. But from a stock point of view, I'm not so happy with what I see. Cool. Um, question from future dividends. When you look in the market and don't see any values, what do you do with the cash? There's no point in asking you because you have a history of just holding on to it and not spending it. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> so, what do you then, uh, Mr. Wise Boy? I, I mean, I don't think that I, I think there's always value to have in there. It just depends on on what you're looking at. And um, yeah. personally, I like to to try and stay in the habit of just investing. So, if I don't see something of value, I just pick one of my top top companies and and throw the money in there. But I, I do the same. I do the same. So I force my money from my salary to invest. Yeah. I don't see anything. I've got such a little bit of a screener 
for my uh, desired portfolio just for these stocks and i just have a simple formula saying like okay if more than 2.75 percent and if less than my target uh uh as a fair value price then i'm not picky and i just slash the money and so the money works for me um and there, and there are always few uh, uh like in the green then right after yeah. my screen there's always always two or three stocks and then the, uh, the last question we have is from bto5 and um, what do you think about sanofi's recent drop in price oh this is uh oh we're going to talk now about their pipeline that yeah. they got they didn't got approval this week and this is not looking good for their pipeline. I mean, I'm, I'm still surprised that the, that only dropped like five percent or something like that. But this looks bad for Sanofi, really. And, and I mean, you really need to understand pharma a little bit here and what's happening there. But this was one of those really promising ones that they were really looking into, and and they didn't get it. And and it also created a little bit of a shockwave to the through the pharma industry what happened there because many companies are targeting uh, um, those molecules and those diseases right so and sanofi was kind of seen as a bit of a leader in this and yeah no this this hurts for sanofi's shareholders really and 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 this is for me always the point by owning pharma companies you, you need to understand what they have in their pipeline what's upcoming because yeah. sanofi has a stock as a stock that literally went almost nowhere in the last years but has a is, is attractive always from a yield point of view and such right but oh this was a no this is a hard pill to swallow there uh, over at sanofi yeah like you're saying six percent five percent drop it's actually around 15 from the beginning of august oh, fuck they, even they, more they, yeah. they, they've dropped from 95 down to just around 80 80 euro um, yeah. which is which is quite a drop um we're talking about the the breast cancer drug isn't it that hasn't got approved uh, yeah 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 exactly that, so and they've dropped all all studies on it so it's i don't know it's, it's it's a difficult difficult one to take um and to analyze and as you rightly said you need to understand pipelines and this and do you know what it, it's probably one of my barriers with healthcare and why i don't have a whole lot of healthcare in my yeah. portfolio because it's it's really hard unless you're in this in these industries to understand the pipeline i mean you you can read yeah. it and and you can read it from their perspective but you never really understand it unless you're working in, in you, you need to you need to know a little bit of molecular bi biology and such and chemistry and and to really appreciate what's in the pipeline um that's also why i so i i have some pharma stocks but that's why i'm also diversified in that i look at the blue chips yeah and and i study the risk of the pipeline and that's that's my complaint also a little bit about johnson johnson i got some pushback on that one like how can i say this about johnson johnson which is a triple a company but you know they're mainly a, a biotech company now and and all their sales came from a single drug so yeah you know this risk is there and it's not priced into, into stock and you see what happens to sanofi now there will come a time that johnson johnson will be struggling with their pipeline yeah simple as that yeah i mean that's the future the future of the business i'm, I'm just trying to read an article here from Reuters: sanofi cfo's and stock price plummeting is grossly overdone so so clearly they're not happy about it in the board of of, of course not he sees his options and his retirements uh going going and shit. so yeah no i mean cfo come on yeah it's uh, look it's it's a hard one but hey look they are trading now at, at a yield of 
four percent, which is which is yeah. decent for the company. But again, so if you believe that they can, um, um, I said, uh, just replace their 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 pipeline, let's say over time, I think this could be a really nice entry point. But Snowfy doesn't have a good track record of <laughs> uh, lately, and and this one was like one of their most promising and the 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 the, the trial field. So you know uh, uh many investors need to lick their wounds now with this because there was a bet there right an assumption so yeah okay uh, no I think they also had a question around inditex uh, oh yes part of your so i think inditex is sarah right the, the... Uh, yeah yeah they own sarah yeah yeah so I, I know um phil who's who's been on this show before he wrote an article on my blog many 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 months ago maybe two years ago now at this stage and laid out a good case for the company but i mean i think they'd cut the dividend and yeah i've never i've never got i've never got around to, to keep no I, I was disappointed with that as well a bit too quick i think also mm. with the pandemic yeah good hey this is it then lots of news today that we discussed uh derek also about compounding the thing that always you can wake me up for at night and <laughs> thanks so much Perfect. And, and to all our listeners, again, thank you. Thanks for all your questions. We do appreciate them. Sorry we didn't get to Facebook. That is my fault. I don't have Facebook on my phone. Um, but we won't forget you guys next week. See you all later.